testing, testing, one, two. Let me turn this volume down to my monitors. Testing, testing, one, two. Check my preamp. Testing, 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 one, two. Testing, one, two. Testing, one, two. That looks like a good signal. Um, all right. Hello, world. It's your man, C. Scott. It is, man, it's 529, 8 o'clock in the evening. And, uh, whoo, it's crazy right now. As you know, many cities across the world are holding protests against police violence, against black Americans, African Americans, Americans. And, man, let me tell you, I don't even know. Uh, I have not watched the video. But Mr. Floyd's life being taken and I don't I don't really think I will because it's so enraging. I've seen the imagery. I've seen some of it, but I haven't really sat down and just watched it because it honestly I don't think it's really good for me personally for my mental health. Because when you deal with trauma and you have a lot of trauma, sometimes seeing traumatic things will trigger you and click you off. And have you, you know what I'm saying? And, and not the right mind state for the particular moment. But I have seen the images. I did take a long, hard look at a steel frame of the police officer. I don't even like to say the police officer name. Whoever he is with his foot on Mr. Floyd's neck. And, uh, man, that's tough. And I think the reason that it has an effect on people with a heart and people with empathy is because when you see this man on the ground like this, you know, you have to see yourself. You have to see your father, your grandfather, your cousins, your uncles, your friends, or at least that's what I see. I mean, honestly, I see Jesus Christ because it says what you do for the least of them. So if they just sit and watch this man get killed, assist in killing this man, and the gentleman who put his foot on knee on his neck killed this man. What is they doing? What are we doing to the least of them? If there was no video camera, it would have just been he was resisting. That's it. It is crazy times we're living in. We're dealing with the coronavirus. We're dealing with trade wars. We're dealing with cold wars we're dealing with economic crisis and on top of that we're dealing with a person may think that just because of the way you look the loss of your life will not be will not have the same impact in society as other people and I do believe that we are learning that the loss of any life, when the circumstances are foul and there is foul play involved, will solicit a response. Now, we've all been on social media. We see people saying, burn that motherfucker down, which is understandable. We see people saying, well, you know, you're just taking away from the cause by 
destroying property. But at the same time, we also see uh, proof of agent provocateurs, meaning people, insurgents who come in and in, in, in a peaceful protest. And let's understand when you have a peaceful protest, that means you have people who are highly pissed off and are trying to be peaceful. But when you have agent provocateurs, what these people will do is they are the prime example of wolves and sheep's clothing. So they may put on some clothes to look like they're affiliated with the protest and start setting shit off. They're going to break windows. They're going to, you know what I'm saying? Because what they're trying to do is take this energy that is balled up and being suppressed that anger and they're trying to activate it. What they're trying to do is be a spark in a crowd full of dynamite. So if they're marching with people who are unbelievably angry and rightfully so, they're going to start breaking windows and throwing rocks at the police, the agent provocateurs, because see, they're hired by the police because see, as long as the protest is peaceful and it's videotaped, the police have, no way. Who is this? Okay, this is Miss Anquanda. Sorry about that. I had a phone ring. I was just uh, speaking to Miss Anquanda Jaw, and I have a podcast lined up with her this Sunday. Today is Friday, so I have it lined up with her this Sunday. Um, I wanted to, I I talked just talked to her for a little bit about this same situation I'm talking to you about, and I was telling her that. And she was telling me, because she's the elder, so I was really trying to get some knowledge and wisdom from her. She was telling me that, you know, right now we're in the stage of unbridled energy because of the trauma of people seeing that. And that's what I was telling her. I was like, I'm having a hard time watching it because the trauma, like, I already know when you see something like that, it puts something in your spirit, especially if you have past experience with polices. I was just talking to my neighbor son who was around, how old is he, about 23, about 20 to 24 years old. And he was almost in tears. And we just talking in the road about it wasn't this for all of this happened. He was literally almost in tears just telling me about how one time he was riding with a white female. And the police seen them, so, you know, assumed that it was something going on. So she driving, he's a passenger. They both get pulled over. He gets pulled out of the car. All of this, all of that ends up hog tied on the bottom of a police in the back seat of a police car and starts like, because if you know what hog tied is, and this man is taller than me, I'm 6'3, so he got to be 6'4, 6'5. If you're hog tied, that means your hands and legs are tied together behind your back. So you say hog tied on the floor of a police car, which means your hands and legs is behind your back and you in this tight space. He's hyperventilating, panicking, thinking he's going to suffocate. This man is almost in tears just telling me about this story. Okay, so what happens when a person like him sees this video who's already dealing with trauma of being abused for riding the car with a white girl in 2020? and He was not arrested for that. So what was all of that about? You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of trauma, but I forgot what I was saying earlier, but I'm pretty sure it was on the line of organizing. We have to organize. 
because their biggest fear is not rioting. It's not looting. That shit is insured. Nobody cares about that. That gives them optics to say, look at them. They're uh, what, what did I see on Facebook today? They're undermining their own point. You know, nobody's undermining a damn thing. When Cat was kneeling, they said he was disrespecting the flat. Do you mean to tell me? That a police officer kneeling on an American's neck. We got to keep pushing that. Because see when you say a black person. There's a lot of people that don't think a black person is an American citizen. And shit we've been American citizens longer than most. Facts. Been on American soil longer than even more. Facts. And a person who is bound by oath to protect Mr. Floyd's constitutional rights. Well, you have a constitutional right and the Bill of Rights to life and liberty. So how is you protecting a man's constitutional rights when you literally are slowly and methodically murdering him? I do jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu for five years. Shout out Matt Life, uh, Global Mixed Martial Arts, Sensei Jason died. I've been doing jujitsu for five years. Okay. So I am very, very, very aware of what it is to be choked unconscious. I am aware of what it feels like to choke a person unconscious. If you've ever performed a rear naked choke in the hood, we call it the dope fiend. Anybody from East Manatee County know what the dope fiend is. In jujitsu, we call it a rear naked choke. Um, if you've ever done it to someone or had somebody do it to you, you know when you see your window closing, you feel the fuzz. And the fuzz, I think, is the lack of oxygen. You feel it at your extremities first. Your fingertips tingle. Your toe tips tingle. That's when you know you're finna go to sleep. And then it creeps up towards the center of your body. And by the time it hits your heart and your chest, you usually wake up. <laughs> or that's how it is in your mind. So you have to just think, this man is dying. I didn't even watch it now. Mind you, I'm just reading what happened. Asking for his mama. For his mama urinating and defecating himself which is what happens when anybody die you lose your bodily organs and there's a human being on top of him doing it so that police officer is first of all fucking crazy he's fucking crazy and i would like to think that he's evil too that's the spirit of evilness and I, it doesn't matter that he's a police officer. I, when I have conversations with people like, but you know how much police go through and they see the worst in this. Well, I had to flip it on the guy today. I say, well, man, growing up black in the hood, we see, damn, who is this? Uh, growing up black in the hood, we see the worst of police. You know what I'm saying? If you in the suburbs, you may see the police brutality. But if you in the hood, you know what getting turfed is. You know what getting hooded is. You know it getting bammed. You see what I'm saying? This is moves. Handcuff you. They'll handcuff you and fucking just shoot, put you in the sky and slam you on your shit. I remember when I was in middle school, my cousin, um, who we did a podcast with him, D.Y., would tell us about going to these youth camps and boys camps and they would like handcuff you and put you in front of a concrete wall and tell you to run into the wall or they're going to throw you through the wall. I think the prison in, is it Lake Butler? They have the gold tooth jar, all this fucking shit. So if you grow up in the inner city of the hood, you grow up seeing police brutality. So you're traumatized against police. I mean, the other day in my neighborhood, they was looking for a missing person, um, a gentleman with uh, mental disorders because there's a group home in the neighborhood. They had like 50,000 police out here. 
and no 20 and cars atvs uh the golf carts with mud and tires all in the woods and stuff and i said well i know where a trail is back there so i said let me go talk to the guy i said hey man just to let you know it's a trail back there at about 270 degrees due northwest whoop de whoop this is how you get to it but it's so interesting just in that quick con- and mind you my mother's a retired corrections officer so i've grew up around police officers and correct officers my whole life but at any rate with that encounter with that guy just the energy i went in the backyard for that whole scenario and it's like it's so funny my wife happens to be caucasian when the police come she will run out and be watching what's going on i get the fuck out the way like i'm in the garage i'm in the back i have no interest in what the fuck the police is doing so especially in, like they're abusing somebody you already know but if they just doing police work, I'm not trying to just be all staring at police around police because of that historical. I was telling somebody today, I remember standing in front of my house on the sidewalk. And, and y'all who know me know where I grew up at on the sidewalk of my house, single family dwelling with a yard fence. And the police just come up. What are you doing here? Da, 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 da. What's your name? I'm like, man, I live here. Oh, do you really? Da, 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 da. So my mama come outside in like a day gown or whatever you call it. She's like, hey, that's my son. What's the problem? Ma'am, you need to step back. I'm asking him questions. She was like, okay. She goes in the house, puts on her Manatee County Sheriff's Office jacket and comes back out the door. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. Oh, y'all have a great day. That's what I, I just told somebody today. He was, they was like, well, how do black officers feel? I said, there is no black officer. They, once they become a police officer, a Leo, they're blue. It's like a gang. It's just like a fucking gang. My mom used to drive around with the jacket on her driver's seat. Manatee County Sheriff, she put it over her driver's seat and she never had a problem. They would just pull up, see it, leave. Period. Done. You see what I'm saying? So, my purpose of doing this podcast was just to pretty much put a call out to anybody who's interested in talking about anything that's going on in the world on this podcast because I have this medium. I pay for it. I don't really use it. But right now, it's a lot of people that need to be heard. And being that I have this vehicle that's sitting parked in the garage to tell me the true podcast, I say, hey, why not use this to give people an opportunity to just have an outlet? Because right now is the first phase. It's the anger phase. But like I was just talking about with Miss Anquanda, I would pray to God that phase two is organization. We need to go get some of these old books from the Southern Leadership Conference, which is what Dr. King uses. And and I don't like when people say, oh, we marched in and nothing happened. Man, they changed legislation. They had legislation changes and those affect our lives right now. Yeah, the police is still on that bullshit, but we have made strides due to those men and women um, of all races who strove to make America great again. Facts. I don't know. I'm not against making America great again because our ancestors made America great again. You got to think of it. The Civil Rights Act is the Civil Rights Act. It's not the Black Civil Rights Act, which means the Civil Rights Act, the work done in the 60s, got every American, every hyphenated American, every male female, whatever you want to be American, civil rights, no matter what. It wasn't just for black people. It was for all people. That's how you make America great. 
you undergo the work to make this thing be what it was meant to be. I'm not anti-American. I'm pro-American because I understand that things have to be built up to their potential. It's not going to start out perfect, but that is that's why it's our job as Americans to do the work. You see what I'm saying? So that's why we have to understand that it's a multifaceted game, but it starts with organization. Because had we had a Black Panther type organization on the scene in Minneapolis, that officer would not have felt so comfortable putting his knee on that man's neck in the first place. Because at this point, what we are understanding is that we must police the police. Look at the picture. This man has his hands in his pocket with people standing around him, which means he's not worried about one person walking up on him and blowing his brains out. The worst he's worried about is getting video recorded. And apparently he didn't think that video was going to get him in trouble. And look, they got 90 chameleon police officers protecting his house. Hey, you should arrest them then, which they did today. But just think about that. This coward is putting his family in jeopardy by being a coward and doing coward shit in the first place. Not to mention the brother who got killed in Georgia. Not to mention my neighbor, who I'm not going to say their name, but their son got killed by a police officer in Tallahassee in February. So it's crazy. And then I was telling somebody that. They was like, oh, I didn't even know that person was from Gainesville. So if you have something to say, Oh, this my mama. Hold up. And I'm back again. That was my mama, so I had to pause it. Um, but it's all good. Uh, so, yeah. All I can say, and I just made a t-shirt tonight, too. I'm going to post that on this. Uh, I'm going to post that on my, on my website with this episode. I'm going to make that the cover of this episode. But it says, please take the target off my back. Sincerely hyphenated Americans. Because, see, people get it twisted, too. They think just because, you know, Barack was president and whoop de whoop and people are successful. You know, it was successful black people during the time of slavery. There were free people of African and, and other places in the world that produced melanated people. Because don't get it twisted. Black people come from all over the planet with original people. Different story. Um, but there were free Africans in America the whole time prospering in different aspects. But just because one person is prospering and owns a plantation, that doesn't mean 19, however many thousand, a million is over here in slavery. So just because some of us or some people in any group achieve a level of success, that doesn't mean the fight is over. We achieved great things in the 60s. Did a lot of partying in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> From And if I can remember my childhood correctly, there was a lot of partying. But I feel like the new generation, the people a little younger than me, they got the right mind state. My generation, we was kind of, we was products of growing up in the end of the crack era 80s and then into the boom era of the 90s. So it was like we kind of was poor when we was little and had really nice middle school and high school years and wild out a little bit. But I don't, I can't speak to the, the upbringing experience of the millennial kids because I wasn't a child then, but I can just appreciate that they not with all of that bullshit. But I will say this, and I'm going to keep saying this. Step one is to get that initial energy out. 
Step two is to organize because they're not scared of you rioting. There's insurance for everything we can break and burn. It's not that critical. As long as this property is not that big of a deal. But what they are terrified of is to see a group of people rank and file. My military, I'm not in the military, but military people know what that is. Rank and file. Because if they see 10,000, 1,000, 2,000, any thousand people rank and file, staring at their tear gas, having ass, like we are disciplined. There ain't no agent provocateurs. If somebody falls out of ranks, they're a fucking agent provocateur off with his head because we're in ranks, we're organized, and we are disciplined. You see? That's when they start to shake because now they're up against the organism, not chaos. They're up against the closed fists. You can break fingers when the palm is open. You can break fingers very easily, but a closed fist, very difficult. Only thing it can do is strike you in a specific place. So all my brothers and sisters out there, I'm going to just do it like this. Pray heavily for our nation and our world and our planet because I don't think people are going to keep allowing others to hurt people in the name of the color of law and all my blacks law dictionary card holding moors know what I'm talking about time to rise up Loski daddy, oski out.